they don't hit a number or they don't hit a goal, then it's like, okay, well, something's wrong with me. You know, I'm not worthy. I'm not capable of it, whatever it might be. I don't have the skills, whatever it might be that's going on the narrative. Um, So we start to like unpack, you know, what's the gap between, you know, that next level of income? What does it mean about you to have it? At this very moment, you're entering the vortex of Mystic Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Mystic Podcast. First of all, if you've never listened to Mystic Podcast before, I am so excited that you're here. Can't wait to welcome you into the Vortex and I hope that you love this conversation. I am so happy that you're here. And if you are part of the Mystic community and you are always here, I love you so much and I am so excited for us to have this conversation. So I have a few things to say before I introduce today's guest. So the first thing that I want to say is right now, in this moment, I'm probably flying across the sea because I'm recording this episode a week before, recording the intro at least, a week before, and I know next week I will be on my way to see my family in Miami, which is really exciting. So that's where I will probably be by the time you listen to this episode, if you're listening to it right when it comes out. So I will, I am going to Miami to celebrate my 30th birthday, which is really, really exciting. I've been feeling this 30th um, uh, new era um, for a few months. I think it's been six months of, of my energy shifting, of my whole perspective changing. It's really interesting what's been happening the last few months and 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 how I'm so ready for this transition. It's it's one of the most beautiful transitions that I've ever been through. And, and I have a special episode to talk about this that is coming. So that's going to be coming. But I want to share with you a couple of things that are going to be happening in this month of September. So of course, September is my birthday. So I love September. Absolutely love September. It always comes with so much shift, with so much new energy. It's just such an amazing month. At least for me, this is the way I see it. And you choose to see things the way you want to see them. And then you create those stories and you create your reality depending on how you choose to look at things. So what I wanted to say about September is that we're going to be talking a lot about on the topic that I believe that is so important for us. So one of the biggest things that I've noticed with my clients, with my world, with the guests that I'm bringing into the podcast is that we're talking a lot about money consciousness. We're talking about the new relationship that it's being created with money. For such a long time, money was such a taboo. Money was... um, I mean, it is it's still rooted with so much shame and so much guilt and, and so much, you know, don't talk about it. But it is my purpose to bring it to the forefront because I really, really believe, especially with the people that I work with, leaders, intuitive, mystics, there's so much work around allowing money, working with money um, and, and healing so much ancestral wounding when it comes to the energies of money. So I'm really excited that this whole month is full of amazing guests who are leaders that teach about money consciousness and that have gone through in their own life through so much healing and so much changing and rewiring their stories with money and I really look forward to what this will like how this will impact here us in the community of Mystic Podcast because I truly believe that it's a gift to hear from people that have moved through money wounding through to he to listen from people who have 
created a relationship that feels so good with money. So I'm really excited to bring you all of that. So expect my episodes all about money in this entire month. But also because, of course, is Mystic Podcast is the mysticism, is the energy part of money. It's going to be amazing conversations and I'm so here for it and I hope that you are too. And in that, I also want to tell you that this month there's two very important things happening. First of all, I'm going to be taking off for my birthday. So there's a whole, the second week of September, I'm going to be completely off. I'm going to be out with my family, which I'm really excited. But also right when I come back, there's two main things that are happening. And one of them is my signature course, Soul Abundance. This is a five-week course all about soul abundance. Yes, we cover money energetics, but it's not about money. It's about abundance. It's about quantum work. It's about fifth dimensional living, high vibrational living. It's about time collapsing. It's about freedom and love and inner peace and living in the now. This course really changed the game for me so much. Back last year, a year, exactly a year ago when I channeled this course, I was so, so tired. I got to this point in my work when I was like, actually, I'm so in my masculine right now. I've been trying so hard doing so many things and I feel so tired and I feel stressed and I feel pressure and this is not what I sign up for. Like there has to be another way. And I knew there was a, a shift last year that we collectively we were moving from the 3D world to the fifth dimensional world and this is when I literally channeled a whole way of living like soul abundance is a lifestyle that changed my life and nowadays I run my business with so much femininity and masculinity but it's a beautiful balance I feel good inside I show up from an amazing place I don't need anything outside of me to validate who I am I don't operate in linear timing. The things that happen and the miracles that happen in my life all the time do not make sense. And that's the way I flow. So if if this speaks to you at any level, I will love to welcome you to give you more information about it. But I know that every time I talk about Solomon is because it's such a specific activation. For those who this is for, you're gonna know it. And I am so excited to to share that with you and to to walk through that activation and that embodiment of the fifth dimensional living together so make sure that you send me a dm or a message and then i'll um i'll welcome you into the vortex and the next thing that's happening that it's even more next level it's 888 mastermind so so far we still have five spaces in 888 mastermind which is eight weeks eight spaces and eight calls each call is dedicated to one person inside of the mastermind and their entire healing so i'll move through their energetic soul readings you get to see how i read people how i channel how i heal or how i guide into healing how i lead how we move through so much every single call so you get to be an expectator and at the same time you get to receive the transformation so it's a very intimate sisterhood very intimate high level container for the leaders who are here to bring new paradigms for those of us who are here to lead healing to lead transformation to lead big shifts in the collective so you get to calibrate to my energy you get to be in close proximity to me we also have a group boxer where you know we get to chat all the time and you get to integrate all this thing so you're not only calibrating to my leadership my healing skills my channeling skills but you're also you're also going to receive so much healing that you didn't even know you were open for it because of all the women that are going to be with you in this 
container. I've never felt so strongly about a specific container and the level of intimacy in this container is just freaking crazy so if you're ready to find your tribe your healers your intuitives your witches your your magicians and, and bring them all together and really share space and grow together and calibrate together this is a space for you 888 it's a mastermind that i've never seen before this type of a structure and he came through really really channeled that this is the way that it's meant to be so cannot wait for this also to begin so that's what's happening and then that's going to be september september is going to be freaking magical and i can't wait to welcome you when it feels ready when it feels right if if any of these things feel good in your body i can't wait and if you're like i'm not quite ready yet then that's also fine and i can't wait to celebrate when when and if we're meant to do things together so here it is i am so ready to welcome you jenna black because i've been following jenna black for a while now and i was really looking forward to have this conversation with her in a moment in my life in which i had healed so much money uh, relationships in my life and in money consciousness so it came at a perfect timing and she's such a wonderful amazing and open person i can't wait for you to listen to this conversation so just to give you a little bit of, of jenna black even though you'll really get to know her through the episode but she is an energetic wealth and embodiment mentor she's a money alchemist and intuitive business coach based in sydney australia she's known as the abundance queen and this is how i've always known her so she's been called the abundance queen for quite a while and she has mentored a thousand of thousands of women to reclaim their highest power and soul gifts to build aligned and profitable businesses Jenna will guide you in tuning in your power, unlocking your wealth portals, and alchemizing more money, pleasure, and soul into your life and business. You're in for quite an amazing conversation, so let's just dive right in. So, you know, I saw, and I don't know how recent this is, but I saw that in your profile on Instagram, you just added the psychic to the bio I don't know how long that's been there but it was it just caught my attention and I, and I wonder how that came through for you because I know um, since I've been following you for a while that that title hasn't been claimed there um, before so how is that how is that happening or how is that coming along yeah it is new and it's taken me a big journey to get to that point of really owning that um, without fear you know it, there was a lot of the stories of is this safe to do this you know my family not really understanding and just different layers of that coming through over the past you know five years in business or more and then this year I just have been really working on such a deeper level with my clients that I was ready to claim that and it just felt really aligned and really embodied um, and I think like for me with anything that I shift in my work, it always has to come from a long period of integration for me to really get behind it. Um, so yeah, I've been doing a lot of work psychically with clients in, especially my private containers, you know, guiding them in their business in their bigger picture, but also around their money stories and really being able to tap into their energy field and what's going on. So yeah, I was ready to claim it. <laughs> I love that because 
it would be interesting to hear like what that word means to you, right? Because as you're saying, there is integration to put those words there because, you know, they have a meaning. They have really something that is a part of us that we decide to claim publicly. And, and I understand, and I've been talking about this lately, actually, about how for women sometimes it's not safe or we feel subconsciously not safe to claim that I call it advanced settings, right? Like their psychic abilities, our power, true power, which is this intuitive, you know, connected with, with source power. So interested to know, like, what does that word mean to you specifically and to your story and where you come from? Mm. Yeah, well, I always considered myself very intuitive as a child, like very sensitive. Um, I was able to not always see spirit in my home, but I could communicate with the spirits in my house as a child um, and so from there I started to look at okay the word psychic and is that connected to that and you know I was a little kid at the time and really navigating what that meant and also being in a family that that was not the normal you know I always think of myself as the outcast of the family um, and totally just like I arrived in this family and I'm like the odd one out um, but to me like more recently, you know, I've always played with the word in, intuitive. I've always said I'm intuitive, but to me now, as I really claim my clairvoyancy and, and for me, that's where the psychic piece comes in. Like I can see, I see images around people. I see their future in their business, potentially of what they're stepping into. Um, I get images really clearly. I get words really clearly. I get visuals really clearly. So it was that navigation of owning that part, um, and to me, that's what the word represents as a very basic starting point. But then there's such, a, you know, this energy of multidimensionality in, in what I do. I can kind of tap into the soul field and also tap into the human self and the body. And it's very much just guiding through the energy field and knowing what's coming through for each individual person. So, yeah, it's it's been an interesting journey, like moving into that realm. Um and letting it be a positive thing rather than something to run away from. And as you said, like it does bring up a lot of fear and um, yeah, it's been powerful. So it's definitely the clairvoyant piece that got me tapping into that deeper. And really, I, it took me some time as well to see that in myself, but to also have mentors, several mentors reflect it back to me. You know, you are very clairvoyant. It's time to really trust that and let that come through and yeah, it's been a beautiful journey. That's a huge piece of, as you're saying, having those mentors that reflect that back to you, because it's interesting to me to see how all of us do this, right? Like, I mean, we we have this like boundaries and it's, it's funny to think like a lot of people struggle so much with boundaries within people, but like we put boundaries where we're like, but don't put them there because that's your potential. <laughs> anyway, so, but what I wanted to say, it's like, we, we have this sub, subconscious or like protection boundaries that we put on our spiritual gifts. And then we kind of, you know, we have like a volume or like a level button that we're like, I want it, but like in the lowest setting or like I want it in the highest setting. And, and most of the times when we have, you know, a lot of um, trauma or beliefs or all, all these things around, you know, when we were psychic, when we were kids, and then we were not, you know, our family thought we were crazy, all these things, then we lower the volume of those out of bounds settings and we put them at the lowest but it's still 
we use them like as sneakily as it is we do use them so it's really interesting for me to see society now claiming those things at a full level like at a full capacity which is really really cool it's not only cool for the person who gets to liberate themselves and coolly and fully who they are but it's really cool for everybody else to get that chance of also liberate themselves and to get the best of you jenna because i'm sure that now when you don't have to sneakily, you know, cover certain parts of who you are and hide certain parts of who you are in your coaching and in your mentorship, then it's like you can fully be you. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's so powerful. And that's been I mean, I just turned 34 in June. It's taken 34 years and it's still every day there's new layers of that, you know, and I love seeing that journey of the evolution of me slowly letting the old conditioning fall away and turning on more of me and that's why I mean this is what I do with the women that I support too it's it's really turning the volume up on your magnetism on your true soul expression and energetic signature of yourself so that life does become more in flow and more abundant more impactful and yeah it's powerful it's so interesting because I can see like the volume has definitely turned up for me um but it's taken time you know I'm not someone that's going to say oh yeah it's like it takes a you know a couple of days and you're all good it's definitely an evolution and it's a constant evolution for me um but it's it's a journey now that I am excited about like oh another layer okay another layer of me that I can let go of and also another layer I can embody I love this like idea of like little layers or pieces of us that we're claiming. I think I was, think I was teaching about this in one of my master classes a few months ago, how like wherever we're going, you know, the unfolding of the journey of where we're going requires different pieces of us to come fully online, to come fully to the surface. And that's the true journey. It's not about, I don't have something that I need to where I'm going. It's like, what is the piece of me that I need to fully embody to, you know, that which is unfolding for me? I mean, there is so much that I, that I want to talk to you about, and there is so much that I want, you know, for everybody who is listening to, to get from you and and to, and to really explore this huge conversation, because I love your journey. But to give us a little bit of a of an introduction, Jenna, if you can just, you know, briefly tell us what you do and, and where you come from and your story, just any piece that comes to you right now that you desire to share for people to get a little bit of a background as they listen to this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like my journey is always evolving as we all are, but right now where I'm really anchored in and embodied is in wealth and business energetics. Uh, So I support women, leaders, coaches, creatives, healers, mystics, and I really support them in deeper levels of embodying their divine power, their unique soul expression, and then turning that up as we've been talking about so that they can create incredible abundance in their own life, enrich the world through that abundance. So I do a lot of money work. I do a lot of wealth energetics and embodiment work. Um, And then I also tie in that multidimensional level of like working with the soul, working with the higher self and allowing that to come through in our human expression. So all in the name of building incredible businesses that give back to the world and really seeing women being empowered in their abundance and their worth and really being able to show up and enrich the world in deeper ways. I love that. And like, when we ha- like you have such a clear message and such a clear mission here 
with the work that you do with the women. And it's so interesting to hear that, to see that every time somebody has such a clear intention and such a clear message, it's because their whole life they've been guiding or like leading towards that point in which, okay, I am the mentor. Like I am, because of everything that I experienced, because of everything that I've been through, I really talk from an embodied position, which I feel when you talk. So it's so interesting if, if you can share a little bit about like, why did you decide it to be, to, to focus on money, to focus on wealth, to focus on riches? Like, what was your journey leading up to that point in which, you know, you can now talk from an embodied position? Yeah, that's such a good question. I am so big on integration and taking time to integrate your mastery and embody it so that you can then teach it onto others. Um, so for me, I grew up in Australia. I'm based in Sydney. I've lived here my whole life and my family um, were kind of like middle class Australians in terms of income and what they were receiving and creating. And um, my mom was a high school teacher. My dad worked on a golf course, very long, like physical hours. And so I think I always had that deeper level money story for me of, you know, you have to work really hard. You have to work in a job that maybe is okay, but you don't fully love to create money but even then it's just enough and so I started to notice a lot of this patterning when I started my first business and my first business was as a holistic health coach so I've kind of bounced around a fair bit um but when I started that business all of this money conditioning started to show up straight away you know and it showed up around my pricing it showed up around my visibility my just the way that I was leading in business and I was you know, hiding a lot. And my money story was very um, rooted in scarcity and lack. And so I just went on a journey of my own money healing and really wanting to shift that so that I could be the first person in my lineage to change the story. You know, it was so passed down through so many generations and it was really powerful for me. Oh my God, this yeah. is so good. Yeah. And I have a daughter now and she's nearly two. And so it makes me so proud to be able to pass that on to her and to consciously change the lineage. And money is one of those conversations that, you know, as women in particular, we get so like, oh, it can bring up a lot. It can bring up a lot of uh, lack, a lot of scarcity, a lot of survival energy. And I just wanted to shift that because the women in my world were soul led. They've, they've got huge, incredible gifts. And I really saw that there was such a, a need for support around that so that we can actually make the impact that our souls have come here to make and do it in a way that feels in overflow and for ourselves, but also for the communities that we help, you know, the charities we get behind, the businesses we're building, the team on that business, you know, it's such a ripple effect. Um, so for me, it was really much rooted and started with my own healing journey. And I just did that in my own time, like learning from different mentors and just kind of behind the scenes as I was building my health business. Um, and I started to really feel my soul calling me into teaching on it. And when I first got that initiation or that nudge, I was like, no way, like I'm not, you know, who am I to teach on this? Who am I to do this when I've had so much scarcity and, you know, can barely pay my bills right now and was really in a, a space of struggle. But I kept getting the guidance, kept getting guidance. And, you know, for me, soul is always correct. It's always guiding me to what's in alignment. And so I just started the process of, I started a blog, I started to write on it. This was many years ago now and just built up, you know, connection with women in my community and they wanted more. And I was excited to 
teach them about this and help them to heal their money story, but also heal their self-worth at, you know, at the root level and because it's so tied together. Um, and then of course, then moving into more of the wealth energetics and embodiment, it's really become a, a body of work for me now, you know, years down the track. Um, and yeah, it's been powerful. And I just, I've seen the ripple effect of my work and it makes me so excited to see this work go out into the world. So I definitely think it's such a needed work, like, especially around women, especially because of so much self-worth that is tied up with money and the conversation of money and the heaviness of the conversation with money. I mean, as you said, you know, I also grew up in in, in a very distorted <laughs> um, uh, relationship with money. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the way I see it now, it's just like all those patterns and all those behaviors and all of these beliefs that were you know deeply imprinted within me have taken me such a long time to disconnect to disprove to um um uninstall for my system and one of the biggest one is the biggest the harder for me has been the disentanglement between worth and money the disentangle mm-hmm. between my business and money the disentangle between everything and money because one of the biggest things that i and i don't know how it is for you but for me is now they're separated like my sole mission is on one side the money is on the other side and i work on both and i love both i play with money but i show up in service in my business yeah so, that disentangle for me was huge. And I think for a lot of people, because they, they bridge it together, right? They have it yes. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, this is part of the work that I do is really helping women to separate it because I see a lot mm-hmm. as well of like placing money on a pedestal, seeing right. it as a powerful energy when ultimately we are the powerful ones. And mm-hmm. when we, you know, move it down off the pedestal and just like even and then rise us up as well into our divine power, then there's this beautiful, um, there's a separation that happens, as you said, it really is about separating the two. And also, you know, a lot of the time we feel that money will create more safety for us. And it does, of course, to an extent in terms of being able to buy things and, and get by. But at the same time, that safety has to come from within. That's an energy, that's a felt experience. So a big part of my work is helping separate the two. I love that you said like separating you and your business as well. And, um, you know, like your soul work and money and letting money be the the byproduct or the effect of your soul work, you know, and just like letting that separation come because I think we place so much pressure on ourselves about the money goal making, you know, being the most important thing. And then we're kind of moving or we're showing up from that space of like, I have to make this happen to hit, you know, whatever goal it might be. And we're forgetting about what's the impact behind that. Like what is actually the desire behind that money? It represents the lives we're changing. It represents so much more than that. So mm-hmm. that's really important that we do that. I really I really saw a huge shift from my business and myself when I, when I shift that, when I was like, okay, because I noticed that at the beginning it was like, I need to make the money to get the business going. I need to make the money to get myself going. I need to make the money, you know, to survive. So then most of the goals within my business was so that I can make the money so that I continue to do what I do. And the disentanglement of that was, yeah, but then what I really want to do is service. And when I'm in service, I feel good. And when I feel good, I receive money. So then that shift was like, what's my biggest why? What's like the reason why I do what I do? And can I show up rooted in service, grounded in my body, in my 
full power. And when I do that, it's like automatically people are magnetized. Automatically people feel the soul. Automatically, you know, we make money. So it would be interesting to hear, you know, from you, Jenna, it's like, what is the biggest thing that you've noticed with your clients that is the biggest money block or the biggest uh, obstacle that we put ourselves? Because all of these things are either illusions, either stories, self-sabotage, or is also, you know, what we've carried from, from our experiences, which is huge, right? Because we've lived with our parents, we lived with that kind of um, yeah. history for such a long time that it is hard to, to separate ourselves from, from what feels like it's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's def- I mean, there's so many that I could dive into, but the one thing I see a lot is that their worth is tied to how much money they're making. Right. And it's so a lot of women come to me because they have that energy kind of guiding them in business. So it might be that, you know, if they don't hit a number or they don't hit a goal, then it's like, okay, well, something's wrong with me. You know, I'm not worthy. I'm not capable of it, whatever it might be. I don't have the skills, whatever it might be that's going on the narrative. Um, So we start to like unpack, you know, what's the gap between you know, that next level of income, what does it mean about you to have it? What do you think it has to come with? You know, do we think we have to work harder to create that? Um, There's so many layers to it and we can go deeper into that if you like, but definitely that piece around worth being tied to money and we have to separate the two. We are souls having a human experience. We came here fully embodied in abundance and self-worth and divine power. And for me, it's really like life is just a big remembrance game of that, (laughs) like coming back inwards and realizing that we are divinely worthy. That's our, that is who we are. That's in our energetic makeup and abundance is part of our birthright here as, as souls having a human experience. And so we get to tap into that, but so much of it is this unlearning process and it's layered. It's very deep. And, you know, that's why I work with women over sometimes many years in my programs, because there's still things coming through. Um, yeah. And it's not that we have to you know, have it all healed, but, you know, it's it's about healing and rising at the same time. Sorry. Sometimes there is, no, it's okay. Sometimes there is this um, notion that you take a program for a couple of weeks and then it's all shifted. And it's yeah. like, it's such a, you know, yes, things are shifting, things are changing, but is the constant process because, you know, we're constantly uncovering layers again, all that deeper, like um, entangling or, or blocking or, or kind of keeping ourselves um, from, from discovering the deeper truth of what our that are layered upon the beliefs that we have. So it's interesting that you say, you know, people work with me for long periods of time, which I think I just recently, um, my private mentorships and my high level containers, I extended them to longer commitments because it's true. I mean, I feel like if we are truly changing our history and changing our timelines and changing our stories with money that have been imprinted for us for, I don't know, you're 36, I'm 30, I'm 29 turning 30 now it's like 29 36 years of the same history and the same imprint do you really think you're going to be able to shift that in three months you can do a lot of deep work in three months yeah but then that's not where it ends right because it, it doesn't make any sense there's we're so complex beings we have so much that we've stored in our bodies that it really takes a long period of time to to continue that evolution Absolutely. Yeah. And I know that that's been my story. So that's why, 
you know, in, in, well, I have one course that's structured around money, my signature money program, that's lifetime. Cause I give women access to it. They can come back to it. They can just stay in it if they that's desire, okay. because it's so important. It's so important that there is, um, that support and not that everyone has to do it that way but for that specific program i wanted to offer that that felt like a soul gift for me that felt like being of deep service to be able to provide that and um i know that that was stemmed because that's been my journey too it's like yeah there's always a different layer and there's always something new and so having a community that you can come into to get that is so powerful and yeah it really is it's you know it's a lifetime of discovery so it's powerful mm -hmm. to be able to um not judge ourselves when new things come up but just be curious about it it's like okay I'm stepping into a new level maybe of leadership right now or um a new level of my soul expression and so there's going to be some stuff that needs to be released for that to be embodied and I love that you brought the word community because one mm -hmm. of the biggest things for me has been the creation of my own community within the psychic abilities, within the alien talk, within, you know, the mystic talk, like creating yeah. that community for me has been so huge because then people have safe spaces to talk about that, which it has been woo woo for so long. It has been like, they feel the separation from other people that don't understand their spiritual awakening. But for mm -hmm. this specific topic on money, one of the biggest things that was so so healing for me was to find a community of women in which I could celebrate money, in which I could talk about money safely, in which I could feel like we're on the same path of healing the relationship with with this amazing frequency that has the potential to to really bring us back to our worth and bring us back to ourselves and and to rem remind us how powerful we are. So community for me has been such a biggest thing and. And I don't share this often. I don't really, it, it doesn't feel in soul alignment to me to, especially with my community, to celebrate publicly specific numbers. But I feel right now I want to share something with everyone um, about something that happened and, and that is interesting about the, um, the constant work that we're talking about. So um, a few months ago, I was hitting big numbers that I hadn't hit consistently before. So I had, I think it was like um, $45,000 a month. And then in that month, you know, it was so great at really the byproduct of my work was so beautiful. And then the next month, I collapsed time, like it happened in like three or four weeks. And then the next month, I collapsed it in like three days. So it happened 45k in three days. And then I remember, I remember being in like, this belief of what was happening. And then I could like my body, cause I want to talk to you about like the nervous system. Like my body was like a little bit desensitized from it. Like I couldn't really feel it the way I felt it the, the month before, because the month before it was happening, I was celebrating. It was amazing. And then I did it so fast afterwards that there is this belief that started to come up about, I didn't work for this. Mm-hmm. It happened so fast then. So then I started to notice that as the month went on, I was feeling as if I was back at zero and yeah. I was feeling as if I, I needed to, to do something to, to get the month started. But I was like, I don't need to do anything to get anything started. But I think the biggest lesson there was the understanding of how much we are rooted in hard work equals money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that and being really open about that, because I see this a lot as well as like this 
up level and we collapse time and we make a quantum expansion and then maybe the body doesn't feel safe and so that influx of energy our body hasn't prepared for it and so we'll you know our energetic capacity can kind of shrink back a little bit and that's where just our lineage work comes in our conditioning work comes in um and it's not about judging ourselves I always say it's just being like compassionate and curious and being like okay I'm a little bit freaked out right now and that's okay that's just because my body is like whoa <laughs> is this the new normal right and so it's just about adjusting our energy field to that being normal and also looking at the stories or the narratives that are going on that might tell us this isn't safe and we just want to get back into the safety of the body um but congratulations firstly as well because it's amazing to like get to play with that and to see the flow happen when you've been doing the work um and then it's about dropping into the body and seeing like what doesn't feel safe here and and what needs to be integrated and released to be able to hold and expand that wealth capacity back out absolutely and i think i think the interesting thing about the way i look at it too is and the way i like to to share with my clients in terms of the nervous system and the energy capacity it's like everything that is coming is just showing us information and mm. what we do with that information is truly the key of what we're becoming because yeah. the truth is, when I've noticed that instead of saying there is something wrong, I said, what am I seeing here? Like, what's the, what's the thing here? And then what I do with that information to my favor, because I could also say if I get information about that, I can judge myself. I can say all these bad things. I can go back to um, non-supportive beliefs. But also I can see it as like, oh, this is helping me because when it happens again, I'm going to I'm going to you know be able to handle it this way or is just showing me that I still have parts of me that feel like I need to work really hard for what I'm doing so that, you know, it's, it comes here. But, but one of the things that I've, that I've heard somebody talk about, so she, she talks a lot about quantum um, leaping. And if some of you who are listening, who are very new to this conversation of the quantum, um, and I talk about this a lot in the podcast. So, but basically is, you know, making shifts in, in money that do not make sense or, or kind of shifting timelines in a nonlinear path, meaning mm -hmm. it doesn't make, normally it would make sense to gradually increase or to gradually get better or something at something. But when it happens as a jump, that makes no sense. That's when it's a quantum leap. And when I say it makes no sense, like it makes no sense to our logic, but it also sometimes does not make sense to the body. And this is the part that this woman was talking about. She was saying, when I was doing those quantum leaps, especially in money, my body felt like my nervous system was not ready for it. My nervous system felt a little bit unsafe. And I myself, I think I, I literally listened to this conversation at the perfect timing because something was coming, coming for me. So it really helped me to be aware of my body and how I was treating my body while I was moving through that. But I would love to hear your perspective on, I'm sure you have quantum leaped and, and how does your body, how do you regulate your system? How do you stay grounded when, when your business is expanding at rapid capacity? Yeah, I mean, it's it's such an important question. I think it's such a missing piece for a lot of people too. We don't really think about, well, not everyone would go to nervous system work around money, but it's so linked to it. Um, you know, really creating safety is one thing that I'm so passionate about, like helping women feel safe in just who they are in their body by themselves and sovereign in that and really rooted and grounded in that because that will take you places that, you never thought you could go. Um, but I think that it's so important that we 
start it's almost preventative energetic work rather than reactive right so you were saying like you listen to that at the perfect time so it's like preventative energy work so that we're preparing our body for that larger amount of money so what I do with my women is we tap into okay what is your soul guiding you to in terms of an amount of money you know next month or what is a monthly amount that you desire right now? What feels juicy? What feels expansive? And starting to like ask the body, like, where does it start to close off? Like, if you imagine that amount of money coming into your field and coming in quickly as well, like we were talking about with the collapsing of time, how does your body feel? And so I remember when I was doing this myself, and I think I was integrating in I think it was 100k months and my body I almost like threw up from it because my body was like nope (laughs) not safe right and it was really interesting I I I honestly was surprised at the reaction because I thought oh of course I want this of course I desire this of course I can do amazing things with this money but my body was still rooted in that trauma of that's not safe to receive that Um, and one of my biggest things has been the judgment of people in my family or friends that would, you know, judge me for having that much money. Like how will other people see me? So that's been one of my big narratives that I'm always, you know, unpacking deeper. Um, But I think it's really important when we ask our body, like, how does that feel to receive that and notice what comes through? Like the body will be like, oh yes, open. And then we can kind of raise the amount a little bit if you want and like play with like going, like expanding the money edge. Mm-hmm. Or it's like the body will get tight or your breath might go quick or your heart might go quick and or you might feel nauseous like I did. Like there's all different responses. And then it's just about, okay, why am I feeling this? Like what do I believe this is going to come with? You know, who do I think I have to be to create that? What do I think I have to do to create that? And what does it mean about me to have it as well? And so then that's where all the narratives come through. And that's where we get to, obviously, there's so many layers to that. And it's going to be very individual for each person. But that's where you get to dive in and look at, okay, what is in my conditioning here? What's in my DNA and my cellular makeup that I'm ready to shift out and and reclaim my truth and my abundance and my power and and ultimately create safety in the nervous system? And so to come back to that, it's really about, as I said, like that preventative um, energy work in your in your nervous system. So noticing how much time you're actually spending consciously in the body throughout the day. You know, for me, building my business early years, I was not in my body at all. I was like, you know, up in head up, in fear, reacting mm-hmm. to everything. I would sh- I would get up in the morning, I'd check like my emails in my on my phone, in bed still, and just be like, okay, what do I have to do to make this happen? And it was this really frantic energy. And ultimately, I wasn't feeling safe or grounded in that. So when I work with my women, it's really about like, what are even the practices that are supporting you to create safety in the body, to slow down the nervous system, to come into that ventral vagal nervous system, which is the parasympathetic. And that's where we're really calm and like connected and just feeling really safe in that space. And, you know, simple things like breath work, simple things like um, trusting your intuition and what it is that you want to direct your energy into practices to get into the body, um, moving the body. There's so many different things that we can talk about, but that's been a big piece that I've integrated into my work in the last year and even more so now, and it's shifted so much for my clients to really give them that next level of the somatic work. And um, yeah, the nervous system will will react in all different ways and we can learn so much from it. And it's just about 
really getting to know our own body's cues as well and and um, navigating through that. Mm. One of my biggest things of working with people is the sustainability of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Because I believe that a lot of the times when we have our goal at that front, front fort, fort of our mind, whatever that goal is, a lot of the times when there is no boundaries, when there is no energetic management, when there is no awareness about somatic and nervous system, we can just, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll go, mm-hmm. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll go, I'll do whatever it takes. And after a period of time, especially at the beginning of my work, I worked with women who were just starting their businesses. And now I work with women who have been, who have years in their businesses and they're starting to notice that there is something that is not sustainable in their energies and the way they're moving and their boundaries and all in the way they want to lead. And what I've noticed is at the beginning, we had, again, this goal of like, I'll do whatever it takes. And then in the long run, we're starting to see that, is this what I sign up for? Like, is this really how I want my life to be? Which is, you know, always with the money goal and always with fixing problems and always feeling this frantic, energetic in our field as you're talking about. And so one of the biggest things that I've noticed of the work that I also get to do, and I'm sure exactly what you're talking about, and it's what is a sustainable way, meaning why, how do you want to feel and in your every day, in your body, which is one of the biggest things that I'm going back to the separation between, you know, me and money and my business and money. It's like, there is, there is me of how I feel, who I am, my energy, holding onto my own power without like no circumstances, but just me. And then there is the union because there is like this very thin layer between money in you and money with you, right? Because mm-hmm. there's differences between um, I, I'm united with money. Like I am in a relationship with money, but it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know why this is coming in. We'd love to hear your thoughts, but you know, when you're in a relationship with a partner and yeah. some, some relationships are really unhealthy because they become one and they, they lose their individualities in their relationship. Yeah. And that's when you lose your identity and you lose who you are. But there is this other relationships in which each person has their personality and they can coexist together. Mm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And I feel like that's a little bit of that relationship with money and that sustainability of is it a sustainable relationship? Is it a healthy relationship? Or is it that one which is like bonded on trauma, toxic, mm-hmm. and like losing each other in that relationship? Oh, I love this conversation so much because this is the work that I I love to do because it's so <laughs> it's so interesting to look at our relationships, even the way that we function in say a romantic relationship and then also look at our relationship with money and often there's a lot of similarities going on um and there's a lot of similarities that need to yeah that are calling to be shifted right and so it really is a partnership that's how I see it um it's it's about looking at it like am I actually trusting money is there trust between the two of us is there nourishment between the two of us? Is there independence? And I always like to think of it if you were actually saying to a human being that you're in a relationship with, like, if we're constantly like, where is the money? Where is, you know, if I spend you, you're never coming back. Like, if we actually were saying that to someone, it would be like, where are you? You never come back to me. Like, I don't trust you. Why are you never around? You know, like, and so I like to bring humor to it because it helps humanize it and, and see it clearly. Like it helps us see it clearly. Like, oh, okay, this is a relationship. 
I'm like and, picturing this like very jealous, you know, yeah. partner who is like always looking, where are you? What are you doing? Do you love me? Do you want me? Like all of these things uh, that I'm like yeah. picturing as we're having this conversation. I know. It's funny, right? But it's so it's helpful for people to hear it that way because they're like, oh, yeah, that is how I've been speaking to money. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, would you want to be spoken to that way? Like, okay, no. So let's start to rebuild. And I always say that it's about really building our relationship with ourselves first because money is often mirroring, it's mirroring our relationship internally that we're having it's with ourselves. It's the same as the relationship with a partner. It's always yeah. like mirroring our self-love and, and mm-hmm. our belief in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then it's about looking at, you know, as you said, how do I want to feel? You know, what how, what's the core desired feelings here going on? Like for me, a big one is I want to feel supported at all times. I love feeling supported, nourished, you know, looked after. That's a really important for me, but also looking after myself. Like that starts with me. Um, I want to feel abundant. I want to feel peaceful. I want to feel impactful. So it's like looking at that and then bringing that into my relationship with money. And, um, and also, you know, a lot of the time when women come to me, it's like, okay, the relationship needs to shift here. And they might not even be looking at money. They, they, you know, there's this avoidant tendency of, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to look at my bank accounts. There's a, of course, there's a lot of like trauma connected with that. And, and it's, and it can feel so true. That fear can feel so rooted. Um, but starting with that, like starting with the practices and the devotion around that relationship. And it's like, if you're going to change this relationship, what are the practical levels to that too, as well as the energetic and the emotional connection with it? So lots of layers to go into, but <laughs> I love that you're saying like the practical parts and the energetic parts Um, because I'm all into the energetics, but I definitely have covered the practical parts uh, that I don't necessarily teach, but that I definitely implement in my life and business. Because one of the things that is coming right now, it's like one of the things that I've noticed when there was this like, I had one day. I don't, I don't think I've shared this before, but I had one day where I kept on saying, I want to open the gates. Like, I feel like they're like, my gates are like a little bit open for money, but I want them to be completely open. Like I want to open the gates. And I continue to say that, but to myself, it was my own voice of like, let the gates be open, let the gates be open. And I, there was two months that I really dived deep into, into money, just pure money, just my conscious, my money consciousness. And after those two months, I was walking around um, in the garden in my partner's home, my my partner's mom's home. And there was this voice that came in, in just like this divine voice. And it was like, the gates are now open. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where does the voice come from? This is so amazing. It was not me. I knew it was the voice. Yeah. And from there, really, like the expansion was, again, quantum leap. But one of the things that I've noticed that I did before, practically speaking, was one of the things I've, this is like a total self-sabotage, which was, I was afraid to make money because I was like, where is it going to go though? And is it for the now or is it for the future? Meaning I didn't trust myself with money. Yeah. I didn't trust that I, that I was smart enough to manage it and to distribute it in a way that served me and that it was not like a lot of money comes in and a lot of money comes out. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest practices there was to understand that I, it was important for me to know where money was going and that it was not only covering the now in my lifestyle, but it's always, it's also covering the future. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm interested to hear for you, like that practice of like, um, first the distributing of money noticing because I think a lot of the times when we have such a money trauma it's like I don't say of course I don't trust myself with money because before I grew up in a family that was not responsible with money so who am I to all of a sudden be responsible and then on top of that is most of the times what happened is like money comes in and it disappears it's -hmm. like where did it go (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting to hear your take on this practicals of of creating buckets for money and creating direction for money and feeling safe, being somebody that holds on to wealth and holds on to a lot of money without having to get rid of it right away. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so important. And there is that pattern that is so common where it's like receiving and then it's all gone. And I used to have that too. I call it like the feast and famine cycle with money. Like you might have a big month in business and then next month you're like mm, flatline because it's kind of like, again, probably back to the body that we were talking about before in the nervous system. But it's so important that there's kind of like, I guess it's like an alchemy. I really see it like a dance between the two of giving money divine direction and purpose really asking yourself what am I here to do with this like this money is expressing through my energy field out into the world so what would I use it for but also playing with like not being so obsessive over that does that make sense we don't want to obsess over like this much money has to go to this every single month and then this has to go to that we can like give it that framework but it's like let's play with it because it's an energy it's moving all the time so i know that i mean i do different things and i teach this to my women too of creating like you said the buckets with your bank accounts like really setting up different desires that you want to create and starting to pay yourself first really important like pay ourselves let ourselves feel nourished and supported as leaders as healers as mystics And then looking at where else can this money go into my life? Where can this money go to enrich my communities? I'm really big on building in into my company, like various streams of charity work. So I don't just invest into one charity. I like to kind of like serve many at one time and look at ones that are really connected to me. And so building in layers of that so that each month we're we're enriching other people and sharing that wealth out. But it's really important, I think, to not be attached to like a certain amount always staying in every month in our account like if it drops down a little bit it's okay it's like it's Mm -hmm. I like to think of it like an ocean wave (laughs) and I like to think of the feminine energy like that too like we really are like an ocean and when we get to play with that energy of like the ebb and flow it releases this um stress or fear that we have to have everything in order all the time and every month has to look perfect and our accounts have to always be growing and growing, growing, because that money will also be then used and expressed out at some stage, right? So we're saving for something or we're putting money aside for a desire. And then we're going to express that out into the world to like invest into ourselves or invest into our businesses or, you know, buy the house that you wanted to buy, because that's going to support your family, whatever it looks like. So it's about, yes, like being intentional, giving it divine direction, like as that partnership as well, like hey, money, let's do this. Like, this is what I want to enrich the world with. And so please come in and let's open the gates and let's let you flow into these areas that I'm passionate about and that are very aligned for my soul. 
but also playing with the fact that it's an ebb and a flow. So it's like, it's okay if things drop down a little bit one month that, you know, we're, we're playing with that belief and that narrative that it's always in alignment for our highest good and our highest optimal timeline. That's what I always say to myself. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit about obviously giving money direction and that helps as well with like when we have that energetic direction, it helps us to get behind the mission. It helps us to get behind the why and the desire because I see a lot of the time, you know, we might set a money goal, but it's very surface level. It's like, I just want that thing because I think I have to have that or that's what other people are t- saying they've just created. So I think that that's what yeah. I want, but it's like, what's the desire behind the desire? Like you might desire mm-hmm. that money. Why do you desire that money? What's it here to do? What's it here to create? For yourself and for others and that's when the the vision and the energy of it becomes so much bigger than us that it's like we open the gates as you said so I love that you're saying money is expressing through me right now where do I what do I want to express it to I love that and the idea of you know the ebb and flow because one of the things that I've noticed that at the beginning I thought Um, that I was not consistent enough or that I wasn't strict enough with myself about budgeting and about, you know, certain amount of money always having to go here and always having to go there. And I've healed that. And I love that you're saying that everybody's listening to this conversation because it's, it's never just the masculine energetics. It's always the, 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 the marriage of both. And, and it's like, having this um, streams of, of money or those buckets for money to flow into is it's like a game, right? So but when, when we get too caught up in like, as you're saying, the pressure of like, okay, now I made this amount of money last month. So now I have to do it again. And now I have to do it again. It's mm-hmm. always for us to like self-sabotage and put pressure on top of, of, of everything else that is like, why do we do that? And I feel one of the things and one of the relationships that I really broke up with was like, I do not operate on pressure. Like mm-hmm. my soul, I block, I, I I really like stop operating when it comes to pressure. So one of the biggest yeah. things that I had to rewire myself, especially being like a Virgo and like super analytical and like super mm-hmm. perfectionism, perfectionist and wanting to fix everything. One of the like biggest rewires has been the not putting pressure on myself unnecessarily because I am uh, I'm very good at that. Yeah, <laughs> I think then, so many of us are. <laughs> it's like, but it's you know it's like it really is unnecessary. So just cutting or, or catching myself every time I'm putting pressure and, and and noticing how my body goes into contraction. Like I, I my creativity blocks my ability to yeah. to just really flow and feel safe in my body just gets blocked. I mean, how do you, and I think with women, like women specifically too, we are so, you know, hard on ourselves a lot of the times and we put that extra pressure that it's, you know, trying to, to valid, to get validation, to get praise, to, to kind of get people to see us and and like, have you been through that journey? How has it been for you? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have, and I can relate to everything you were sharing there. Um, Yeah, and I've even witnessed it, like, you know, going into a launch of a program as an example and really putting so much pressure on, I have to hit this much, you know, I have to hit this goal. And and then if it doesn't happen, then it's back to that self-worth piece we were talking about. Oh, okay, well, this must not mean that I'm good enough or, you know, there must be something wrong with me. And, And so I've definitely gone through the spirals over the years, like completely been there. And for me now, it's about 
really saying like, okay, yeah, I might set a goal. Like even now I've been playing so much more with just the playfulness of money. Um, so I'll say, okay, like this could be my monthly money goal. This is what feels desirable right now. This is what feels like the next level, but also I am fully safe and supported and abundant no matter what happens because everything's happening for my highest optimal timeline at all times. And so I just really play with that open energy and that releases so much pressure because I know that it's that or something more aligned. So even if it's lower than the amount, it's like, that was aligned. What was the lesson in that? You know, what, who did I have to become that month to create that? And so it's, it's really about releasing the pressure and even, um, yeah, just playing with that in all different levels of my money right now has felt really good. Just like, let's just play. And also I, I always say to God, like surprise me with the most amount of abundance that's meant for me right now. Like, just surprise me with it. I'm open. I'm just going to like play in the quantum realm and see what comes through right now. And that feels really good too. Just like a new level of releasing that pressure because the pressure can show up in so many different ways. And as you said, it can really like create, it's almost like a bottleneck of energy. Like it just gets forced in, you know, it gets forced and the channel gets blocked. And so for me, I know my highest work comes through my highest expression when my channel is super open. And that comes from, as you said, like not having that pressure to do things a certain way or to hit certain goals. It's like have the goal, have the desire, but also relax into everything is working out exactly how it's meant to and playing with that energy. It's been really powerful. Now that you talk about like the, the pressure of, of launching, like for me, launching as a very sensitive, energetic being, mm. it's been such um, a journey to understand and still to learn so much about myself on every launch because um, launching the way, like very traditional ways, it didn't really resonate with me and it made me really tired and lots of pressure and all these things. And it's been, you know, my, I have my, my business for two years now, the way it's a structure now. And it's been this like, every launch is so different because I'm applying things that I've learned from last time and I'm softening my energy. And, and, and it's very interesting that, you know, we're not, doesn't mean you don't have to have a perfect launch for the launch to be perfect because it's always perfect depending on on where you are and what you're meant to be Mm -hmm. receiving. But I want to say, I hear you in the launching because it's really adapting that launch to our energy and who we are and how it works for us. But one of the things that I wanted to share, and I'm interested if maybe you've experienced this before about the ebb and flows of money. The the month before I made um, the 40,000 that happened and I'm in three days or again, 45,000. The month before I was doing a lot of, like I said, a lot of money work. Mm. And the month before it made no sense that I made, this is the lowest I've made in a while, which was 4,000 a month. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it makes no sense. Like, how can it be this low? It makes no sense. But I, because I was doing so much money work and because I was feeling like I was disentangling myself so much from it, um, I, I never felt like unsafe. I never, I never freaked out. It was the most it really brought me back to my power. Like what I, what I've learned about that month, it was the lowest month. I was like, and I'm still powerful and I'm still me and I still love my business and, and I'm in taking care of and, and I don't have to go into this survival mode. So what it really helped me see was that the power was me and that my biggest fear was fine. It, it's all going to yeah. be okay. It's all going to be great. There's, you know, cause I think by, 
by pushing away our biggest fear, by trying to avoid our biggest fear, then we're blocking a lot. Yes. Oh, I love that. And it's so, it's so true. It's it's that moving through and dancing with the fear and, and moving through the shadow as we move into more of our light that is so powerful, like really going into it. Um, and I think that what I hear in that to reflect back is that you accepted, like, it's okay. I'm okay as I am and I'm worthy as I am regardless of how much money I'm making. And so there was like that deeper embodiment of I am worthy and abundant without that like that is my energetic makeup and then it's like okay money is responding to that now because you're in that open channel and I think it's so powerful as well because so much is being created energetically in the unseen that you know I see this all the time it's like my women are like doubting oh you know they're at the end of a launch or they've had a month that might seem lower and they doubt like this mustn't be it's not going to happen you know it's not going to happen for me and it's like remember that all this work you're doing the energetic work the embodiment work the mindset work the healing work that's creating your desires in the unseen realm so much is happening in the unseen that we forget and we're just looking at our physical reality as the proof or the evidence when that's just representing the past so it's about really trusting that in the quantum our soul is already creating what we desire or more or something better and letting that and then coming back into what you were doing of like really accepting like hey I'm actually okay and I feel safe right now and then there's like that energetic shift that happens from that space yeah it's this energetic shift of I am abundance and therefore money comes through me it's not like I am abundant because I have money is that Mm -hmm. I am abundance I am I am wealth and because of that, because of how I feel, because of who I am, then that gets to move to and be expressed through me. So that was a huge shift. Yeah. I think one of the the last things that it's coming up that I that I want to talk to you about is you're talking about one of the biggest blocks that you have with money or that you have had over the years is this idea of like who I am, who am I to make this amount of money? Um, and what are people gonna say about me? And one of the things that I've also noticed is this who am I keeps continues to come up in the sense of like, because for us, a lot of the times our role models per se, or the people that have been the ones who are supposed to know it all and who are supposed to be our, our models do not have not done what we've done in the ways that we've done it. And it's like this huge paradigm shift that I've noticed now that is like this wealth consciousness, this money consciousness. It's like the empowerment of women, the online businesses. I mean, there is so much that's happening that was not available for many people before. So I feel like we're still caught up in this idea of how can I do this when my parents or my family or my friends um, do, do not do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a big conversation and it's something that I see all the time. It's really common. Um, And we are really, I think, part of this new, well, I know we're part of this new paradigm that is shifting that. And I think it's ultimately like what has helped me has been about coming back from, okay, being attached to this is my parents' stuff or this is what my friends think or whatever might be the narrative playing out or what the fear is and coming back into, okay, I can only control myself. And I can only do my soul work. And that's what I came here to do. And that's what I'm going to do. And really getting back into the mission behind the money as well. The bigger picture. As I said right at the start, like being the first one in my lineage to shift 
to break the cycle, to do things differently. And it's been really powerful for me because the more that I've just, you know, allowed them to express themselves or allowed the judgments to come and to just witness them and not saying that they don't hurt or it's not scary, but it's about knowing that that's not my stuff and that's okay. And coming back in again to that safety and back into my rooted power and back into the channel of my soul and really working with that. And then looking at the bigger piece of like, what's next down my lineage, like my daughter and looking at like, how would I want her to operate in this world? How would I want her to view me and what I've created, you know, and really getting excited about that bigger picture, that generational wealth. Um, And then in addition, looking at the desire behind the desire, like what is this money actually doing? You know, like donating back and enriching causes and building a powerful business that it's helping thousands of women. Like that's what really matters to me. And um, so, yeah, it's it's a, a constant kind of journey for me to unravel new layers of that and to come deeper into taking ownership over it. Um, but it's been really powerful the more that I do it. So, and I think so many women listening are probably can see that in some way of this fear of, you know, the fear of judgment or the fear of being seen in a different way. Um, But ultimately we have to come back into how we see ourselves and what we desire and what we're here to do. It's so beautiful to hear what you're saying, because I can reflect back the paradoxy of, of the fear of judgment and the fear of, you know, being seen a certain way, all of those fears that we try to protect ourselves from. And again, going back to what we just mentioned before, the more we are trying to protect ourselves, the more we're trying to um, shield ourselves against people's opinions and against um, people's judgments and all of these things, our energy is literally focused on shielding. Our energy is focused on blocking. And because of that, then the way the quantum works is that we block a lot, not just that shield of And another beautiful thing that you said was, but when I allow them to express themselves, when I allow me to be me and them to be them, then there is open space there. And that open space is that availability to receive what them and you or I is meant to receive. So there is no shielding there. Mm, So beautiful. And this is something that I've been navigating more recently in deeper ways and and really looking at before where I was, yeah, in that energy of shielding or protection, you know, I don't want to address it. But now it's like, no, let's address it. Let's discuss. Let's let it, let's let our unique soul energy come through for each individual. And and ultimately then I just have to come back into my sovereign energy and and put things through my own energy field. Does this feel like truth for me? You know, what is my truth? And, and really staying anchored in that. And that's been powerful. I love that. I mean, we can talk about forever. I love this conversation. I love your energy and I love your 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 journey and your take on all of these things because you're really rooted in love, in coming back to our power and sovereignty and like our sovereign leadership of ourselves. It's so beautiful. And I'm sure a lot of the mystics that are listening to this conversation would love to stay in touch with you so where can they find you what are you up to these days tell us um where to go (laughs) 
So my website is jennablack.co. So you can come and visit me there. And that's got all of my programs and offerings. There's lots of free stuff as well. So I've got a beautiful free course called Magic Money Vibes. And that's a three-day course that a lot of people get started with just to activate abundance in their field. So that's really beautiful. That's at jennablack.co slash magicmoneyvibes. Then Instagram, come and find me on Instagram at jennablack.co as well. And you can send me a message if you listened to this and loved it. I'd love to hear. So I always love to have chats with people in my community. So yeah, that's where they can find me. Thank you so, so much, Jenna. And thank you, all of you who are listening, who are part of the Mystic community. I love you. I hope you have an amazing day after this. I hope your energy feels expansive and liberated and that this conversation added to you. And if there's any anybody in your life, anybody that you know that could benefit from this conversation, that could liberate a piece of them through this conversation, send them over, share this podcast episode, and then also come and tell me about it. Come and tell me on Instagram about it and come tell Jenna everything that you loved about this episode. I'll talk to you soon. Have a lovely rest of your day. Bye-bye.